Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. I'm Cindy Massengill. And I'm Ralph Simone. Today we're talking about the difficulties of leading. Tell me if it's me, but I think it's hard to be a leader right now. I think it is extremely hard to be a leader right now. I think I actually think it's hard to be a leader at any time, but this time in particular, things are so different, things are so uncertain that you know I, I could see people perhaps not <laughs> raising their hand to step into a leadership role, right? Yeah, Until things yeah. settle down a bit. And I think that you know, there's some situations right now that are really breaking people, but regardless of the pandemic, regardless of social distancing and how we're working and COVID-19, I think there's some common challenges. We could net it down to maybe four or five. I think there's some common challenges that really can make or break someone as a leader. Oh, I would agree. And I, I think these challenges probably exist regardless if we're in these uncertain times or not. Why don't you share the first one? The one that we, it's probably one of our favorites. One of, maybe it's one of the things that keeps us in business for all I know, that really is a critical challenge that leaders need to step up to the plate on. I think it's around difficult conversations. We like to call them having the missing conversations. They're typically the conversations where people feel like if they have them, they're going to go sideways. They're not going to go well. They're going to be hard. They're going to hurt somebody's feelings. They're going to offend someone. They're whatever. It's the ability to really frame and deliver what they perceive as difficult conversations. I think we've said before that sometimes the most important conversations for any organizations are the ones they're not having. Mm -hmm. And I was on a board meeting on Wednesday night and I was guilty of this, right? I was listening to a discussion that I think went way too long and I was hesitant to bring it up and to say, I think we've spent enough time with this. You know, what are we going to do? Talk about not scaling leadership. We had 15 people on this call and we were not utilizing the time effectively because I didn't feel comfortable having the conversation. And so, I mean, I don't have to look at my clients. I can actually look at myself and say, you know, what's the impact? And then I think about, well, so what could I have done differently, right? How could I have brought that up? And sometimes you just need to bring it up. Like, I think we're wasting time here. And here's why. And uh, I didn't do that. And I think the, the reason why I put this as my number one critical challenge and why it will make or break you is because if people don't have these conversations poor performance lingers, you continue to employ people that are on in the wrong role or on the wrong team. We continue to lose money with a specific client who's draining us, whatever it is. If we're not brave enough to at least address those challenging conversations, it's harmful in so many other bigger ways. And that's why it's so critical. Blind spots get bigger. Blind spots. So what's one thing that you would, a tip you'd give somebody just to have the conversation that they've been avoiding? Maybe a little self-serving, but I think talking it out with someone, we do that through our coaching, but 
talking it out with someone to frame the conversation. Understand why you want to have the conversation. Start there. Don't yeah. focus so much on how the person is going to receive it. Focus more on why you want to have the conversation and then start there with the individual. How about you? Uh, well, I was tickled uh, to be on a, a coaching call yesterday. And the first thing that the uh, client started with is I need to give some feedback to somebody. So he was already committed to not having this difficult conversation missing. And he asked me for how he should frame it, what he should say. And, and he was fairly receptive because the first thing I said is don't do it via email. You know, do it face to face, voice to voice, and make sure the person understands why this is important. Those are the kind of coaching meetings I love because we're helping people have the conversation in an effective way. It's not going to be easier, but it makes it more palatable to be able, when you see a way, a way to have the conversation, nine times out of 10, the conversations that I have with people where they thought, no way, I cannot have this conversation. Nine times out of 10, they feel much more confident in having the conversation when they have a nice framework to go into it with. Absolutely. So what would you say would be the second critical challenge that make or break leaders? I think particularly now, but also leading up to now, allowing others to do the work. Many of us have been trained and recognized as experts. Yeah. We get rewarded for getting stuff done, and it's hard for us to let go. Now, some of that is let ego, right? There's an ego piece to it. There's an attachment to being the recognized expert. But, you know, we talk about this in another podcast. If people are going to scale their leadership. They've got to allow people to do the work and to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. And that requires some humility, some vulnerability, and I think high levels of self-awareness to recognize what your tendencies is. And under pressure, we all go to the default behavior, which is usually to probably take the reins and try and do it yourself. And that just plugs the leadership pipeline. And I do think there are certain circumstances where you got to jump in and you got to take over sometimes. But I think leaders in general do that more often than they really need to. There are certainly some emergency situations, no yeah. question. And but they don't they need to they need to back off a little bit and let other people do things differently. We're so we're so caught up in not wanting people to fail or we're caught up in not seeing that things can be done in a different way and continue to be effective. So we've said this before. My boss used to tell me if we're both thinking the same way, only one of us is doing the thinking. So I would just change the word from thinking to doing. If mm -hmm. both people can do it, I don't need two people, right? And so get out of the way for people to really explore and share their gifts. And I'd suggest that one way to do this is to pause, slow down a little bit, step back, and then ask yourself, where else could I be adding more value? Because I think one of the ways you can let go is if you have something more meaningful and exciting to move towards. And so I think you need to do kind of both and in that case. So what would the third critical challenge be that we, we feel leaders are struggling with? Pretty common, addressing and resolving performance issues. Addressing and resolving performance issues. This is huge. And the reason why I say that it will make or break you is because 
If you don't address those performance issues, someone above you is going to. And that might be you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So I think just addressing and resolving those issues, there's, gosh, I don't even know where to begin because there's so much. It's like the more time that goes by where we don't address those performance issues, the, the biggest concern that I have is not necessarily for that individual, but really more for the other people around them that are working and doing a good job. I can't help but think that this one is very much connected to the difficult or missing conversations. For sure. And I think for me, sometimes my attachment to wanting to be liked and belonging gets in the way of addressing a performance issue that affects the whole. And I think this is where leaders need to take a broader and larger systems perspective. How is this performance issue impacting the whole? You know, because if we don't address it, we could have morale issues, we could have team dynamic issues. And so I think we have to step back and make sure that we are looking at it from how it's affecting the whole so that we don't avoid it because of our need to be liked or not wanting to appear tough or whatever. As a leader, we have just as much of a commitment to the individuals who are following us as well as to the organization. And by not addressing those performance issues, you're failing the individuals and the organization. Absolutely. Have the conversation. Focus on behavior. Focus on outcomes. Focus on being helpful and, you know, clear as kind. So make sure people understand where they stand. Where's the gap? What do they need to work on? When you say, where's the gap? We don't see it as a gap initially. Sometimes we don't see it as a gap because we think it's just temporary, mm-hmm. but then time goes on. And so I think that's the big piece of this conversation is addressing performance issues in a timely manner. Easier to close a gap if you address it earlier. Yeah. So number four, what would you say is the fourth one? Lack of commitment to deep work. I think it's easier right now to get sucked into the urgency of the day because of the uncertainty. I'm hesitant to share this example, but I've heard a lot of companies have a morning COVID meeting every single day. And I'm not in these meetings, so I don't know the content, but that struck me as like, really? I mean, if you don't have any cases and, you know, what is the urgency of that meeting? And so it's just, again, I'm sure I'm making an ungrounded assessment, but I don't think people are spending enough time on the deep work, which is the strategy work, the planning work, the deep relationship work, figuring out what's next. Business is not as usual. And so really, we need more time for deep work. And I think sometimes the urgency and the uncertainty of the current situation is causing us not to spend enough time on deep work. And I'm talking about, you know, 50, 60 percent of our time as leaders needs to be spent in deep work. And what do you mean by deep work, Ralph? Focused, uninterrupted work on one thing, a single topic, a strategy, a a relationship building conversation. You know, it requires us to uh, disconnect 
perhaps from technology not to be interrupted, you know, so it really comes to focus and focusing on those essential things that will help us execute on our vision and strategy. That's what I mean by deep work. And I think the, the critical challenge here is that, and this is what's going to make or break people, is getting pulled into the stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. Getting, getting pulled into the busy, getting pulled into the, the fire drills and all the stuff that in the end, it's kind of important, but you don't need to be involved, right? So I think it's the critical challenge here is just getting sucked into that stuff that doesn't matter. Absolutely. And in the opposite of deep work is shallow work. And shallow work is appealing because it's pressing, it's popular, it's proximate, it's proximate through technology, right? And so we, and so sometimes people feel better if they're doing something as opposed to thinking about what's next. And so that's the difference. And I think we have to own our calendars and I think we have to own where we invest our energy and really take a hard look at our commitment to deep work. I can't tell you how many people change their schedule because somebody, something else comes up. Well, if you're committed to deep work, you're committed to deep work. And I, I think holding that uh, steady is really important. So let's go to the last one. What is the last one? I think the last one is the challenge is the lore of fixing and solving everything. So, you know, somewhat related to our number two about allowing others to do the work, but I think there's this draw for leaders to solve and fix things that they don't need to solve and fix. The opposite of what I'm looking for is more mentoring and developing. Which is one of the things that would help scale their leadership, right? Focused on developing the capacity and capability to create outcomes that matter most. And I think that lure of solving and fixing is what I would refer to as destructive productivity. It's driving results in a way, and you're the driver, that exhausts the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual reserves of the organization. It's not sustainable. And it's kind of putting yourself in the middle of that. And I think it's, uh, I think it, well, we get a dopamine, you know, we get a rush out of it, right? There's some adrenaline, there's some dopamine. So there are certainly some physical reasons why we might want to do that. But I think we're, uh, that's a challenge. And if you're going to lead and scale and be a catalyst to your organization, you need to step out of that so that you can actually focus more of your energy on the deep work that we talked about in the previous challenge. So here's kind of a recap, I think, of what we're saying. Don't let these five critical challenges break you. Don't avoid the missing conversations. Have the difficult conversations. Allow other people to do the work. Address and resolve performance issues now or in a timely manner. And don't avoid the deep work. Don't get caught up in the busy. Get committed to the deep work. And then the last was don't get sucked into the lore of fixing and solving things. Yeah, shift your identity from someone who gets recognized for getting stuff done to someone who's responsible for getting important things done through others. 
and that will drive a different behavior that will mitigate the negative impact of these five critical challenges. Great conversation. And we have more episodes coming of the Get Emergent podcast, including the Driving Leadership series with our partner, Bill Berthel. So just a reminder, Driving Leadership is about, really focuses on demystifying this word leadership. And we have conversations with leaders from our community who share their stories, their motives, and their drive to lead. 